The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. As that mystery woman said just a few moments ago, I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I have no idea who she is, actually. I've never met her. Maybe one day we'll have her here on the show and she can explain who she is. Uh, but I want to thank all of you for joining us for our weekly discussion about anything and everything soap. We could talk about just about anything here on the show, but I don't think that anything is quite as fun as soaps. And probably if we talked about any of the other things, we'd find out that they're far stranger than soaps anyway. So let's just stick to some of the stuff that goes on in daytime that we can't quite wrap our heads around. Uh, as I said, uh, thanking you for joining us today on the show. I know that nowadays it seems that everybody has very little in the way of free time. So I appreciate that you've taken some time out of your day, out of your busy week, out of your busy schedule to join us for our weekly soap chat. This is our first soap show in what in a couple of weeks now that doesn't have anything to do with the daytime Emmys. And thankfully, the soap world has been just as crazy as ever, so there's going to be plenty to talk about. All My Children and One Life to Live are returning to television. General Hospital is writing out Kelly Sullivan's Connie Falconeri, something that a lot of people are talking about. The Bold and the Beautiful left us with a doozy of a cliffhanger today. Days of Our Lives, Kristen has probably lost her mind. I don't know how she's going to get out of her latest predicament. Over on The Young and the Restless, the show is moving to primetime. We'll have more about that. Don't get too excited. It's not necessarily what you think, but we'll have all of that. Now, these are just some of the topics that might come up during today's show. Uh, of course, I'm open to chatting about anything soapy. So if I didn't say what you want to talk about or what's on your mind, please don't think that that means you can't call in and discuss that with us. Because, as I said, this is a call-in show. It's all your calls, all hours. So if you don't call in, all you're going to do is hear me chat, possibly sing a song, which is worse than silence on the air. But in order to be able to call in, you're going to need to know the phone number. It's a toll-free call-in line, 866-472-5788. Again, the number is 866-472-5788. If you can't get to the phone because you're at work or your phone's shy or you prefer just to lurk in the shadows, you can still take part in the show. Just head over to Twitter and send your thoughts at Soap Central or while we're on the air at Soap Central Live. If you're not a tweeter, I guess that would make you a woofer or something, you can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash soapcentral and join in our discussion thread that is started right there. 
we do have some callers on the line, so I'm going to take those. And again, we'll we'll intersperse. You have the number. It's 866-472-5788. We'll be taking your calls all hour. We're going to start off in New York with a friend to the show now. I'm so happy when she's able to call in. We have Emily. Emily, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Well, thank you so much for calling in because I saw on on the Twitter that you wanted to call in and not only talk about some of the exciting news, of course, about all my children going to be back on television, but something else that we haven't talked about here on the show. And we're going to start off with that because it does have a very soapy feel and a lot of soap opera veterans. And that's Devious Maids, which airs Sundays on Lifetime. Emily, what are your thoughts after week one of Devious (laughs) Maids? It was just a very fun, silly comedy slash drama, not to be taken too seriously for sure. Uh, Very pretty show, Um, great cast. I was thrilled to see Grant's show on also, aside from Fabulous Susan. Um, Yeah, it was just fun. I mean, I would would just, you know, make it the last thing you watch over the weekend and have fun with it and be entertained. There are, as you mentioned, some of our soap fans. Let's mention some of them who are on there. We have, of course, Susan Lucci, the Erica Kane of All My Children, Paula Garces, who plays Leah Marquez on the new online version of All My Children, Brianna Brown, who was on General Hospital. She is... Uh, she's on as a recurring basis as well. She's been a guest here on the show, and I mentioned Paula. She is planning, fingers crossed, to be here on the show in uh, maybe a matter of a couple of weeks. So that would be great to, to talk about that. We have uh, Matt Sedano, who was on Days of Our Lives. There are, I'm sure there are a lot more that are, are slipping my mind at the moment. But Grant Show. Grant Show. Uh, when we're talking on about... When we're talking about this, uh, this is created by Mark Cherry, who was also the creator of Desperate Housewives, who I know uh, a lot of folks uh, probably watch Desperate Housewives. I'm going to ask you about that moment. And one of the executive producers, also Eva Longoria, who got her big break, her start on The Young and the Restless, where she played, imagine that, a crazy person. (laughs) Were you, (laughs) Emily, were you uh, a fan of Desperate Housewives? Was that a show that you watched as well in the past? I watched it in the first season, and then I kind of lost track of when it was on. Okay, so so I want to ask then, uh, as watching that and comparing to this, since we have the same person behind it, do you see anything that's maybe similar? Do you see... uh, the the humor I saw, certainly I saw there was a lot of biting humor, which Desperate Housewives was known for. Do you see any other yeah. similarities between the two of these shows? Yeah, and also very pretty, entertaining people, engaging um, situations. You know, the average person can see a gorgeous house that you might not ever get to live in. <laughs> you know, beautiful wardrobes. You know, very pretty. Well, since you are, I don't know if you're number one, we'll, we'll say for the, uh, the sake of today's show, you are Susan Lucci's biggest fan. She plays someone on Devious Maids who is very un-Erica-like, although I guess there maybe are some elements. What are your thoughts of uh, Genevieve Delacourt? <laughs> I think she can do a lot with it if they give her the screen time because it's a very large cast. And I think she'll have a great time, and, sh- and we'll maybe see a new dimension to her with a lot of comedy. Because you didn't see Erica Kane do a lot of comedy. 
But I think Susan can do it, and um, I think we're going to see what a great actress she is when she's not playing the same part over and over again. But those of us that are fans of hers know that (laughs) she can do it. But I think it'll be nice for the rest of the world to see it, too. I think that she's become certainly typecast over the years where people know and love her as Erica Kane. So a lot of her roles, particularly those in the Lifetime movies and things like that, she played essentially derivatives of Erica Kane. And everyone who knows her, particularly Walt Willie, has praised Susan Lucci's comedic abilities. So this will be interesting to see how she's able to do in in a comedic situation because whereas... Erica Kane was very man-hungry, and it seemed every man in town wanted her. Now over on Devious Maid, she's playing a character who, correct me if I'm wrong, would seem to be, uh, she maybe was that way in the past, but now that she's gotten older, she seems to have to throw herself at younger men who (laughs) maybe don't want her. Yeah, it's a different thing for her, for sure. And and we all know that in her private life, she couldn't be further from that. You know, she's only been married to one man, and she has a happy marriage that's probably about 40 years now. And, you know, so it's, it's um, a nice thing for her to have to play that's so far from her personal life. Well, we are hoping that when we're talking about her personal life, where I'm hoping, and I know you are, and probably millions of other All My Children fans, are hoping that Susan's private and personal life and all of her other projects will at some point allow for an opening for her to return to All My Children. We don't know if that's going to happen. We know that there have been some talks, but certainly, hopefully... Now that the shows are going to be back on television, that will be something that maybe will open the door and pave the way for Susan Lucci to return as Erica Kane. What were your thoughts, Emily, when you found out that All My Children and One Life to Live were actually returning to television? can't believe it. It's such wonderful news. And who would ever dream that Oprah would extend the olive branch and say, okay, come back and be on my network. I never would have dreamed that lot. in a million years. It took a lot. I mean, you, you know, she had made that now famous video saying that she couldn't save the soaps. But I would have to say yeah. this is probably a different situation because if she had been the one to save the soaps, she would have been the prospect park of the situation, having to shell out all of that money to Yeah, now maybe the show. soaps are going to save her network. Uh, what are you hearing? Are you hearing that perhaps she's, she's <laughs> not, not getting... Anything, but- I think that when you have a network and you have to have programming on 24 hours a day, maybe you have to look around for shows to put on. So, it's, it's I mean, definitely these very are two true. popular shows that people love. So maybe her network could use a little boost of the soap fans tuning in. It's I've never watched true. her network. I'm, I think I've tuned in uh, to see some of her shows maybe her next chapter and i tuned in the very beginning to see the own star own show reality competition because i thought that that would be interesting and apparently they've done away with it so i must have been the only one who watched it but i did watch yeah well i've I've never watched anything on her network but now i probably will so i can see all my children on tv although i did get very used to seeing it on computer there's no problem for me i moved right over I've definitely but I, got. I want to ask you something, that. Dan. 
Where's David Cherry? Where's Eden Regal? They they had such short appearances, and now they're gone. I well, mean, I know on the show where they're supposed to be in the storyline, but where are the actors? Are they coming back? They are, if if you remember, and so certainly folks will remember when the news broke that Eden Regal was returning to All My Children. It did say that she was going to be a special guest star on a special story arc, and she wasn't going to be there long term. She has some other projects that she was working on, but the door has always been left open, and certainly we've heard that Eden Regal would love to return to All My Children. You have to keep in mind that the schedule could change now because she's pregnant in real life, so we want to extend oh. a, an absolute congratulations to her and her husband, Andrew. That's very exciting that she's expecting. I don't know if they'll, they'll write that into the story. Uh, but as far as David Canary, there were whispers that the show was bringing him back because certainly David Canary is one of those performers that everyone... I, I've yet love, to meet love. someone who doesn't love him. Uh, and, right. and see even his performer, even his co-stars, love the fact that he's there. He lives in Connecticut. He's not far from the studio. I mean, I guess it's all relative. So I would imagine he's going to come back, but I think that he's probably settled someone into his retirement, and which is why we have Adam traveling all over the place and all over the country. So hopefully, like you, I'd love to see him on the screen every single day. Yeah, a little more. No, I thought that maybe he was doing something else and, you know, couldn't be there. So I don't maybe he knew he was filming something else. Well, I do know that there is some uh, big stuff coming up on All My Children that does involve Eden Regal and, of course, her character Bianca and Miranda, and it's going to be a whole lot of stuff to have to deal with. But I want to thank you, Emily, for calling in. And not only, you can hold in to chat, you're asking me questions. I don't know that that was part of our deal. (laughs) I don't know know that we asked that you could ask questions. That puts me on the spot, but I absolutely love you calling so thank you so much. I'll, for- I'll have to remember next time. No questions, just chat. <laughs> we no, I'm certainly just kidding. You're always welcome to ask questions. It puts me, uh, keeps me on my toes because I never know what's going to happen. So hopefully you'll call <laughs> back for our next call-in show. You'll have more questions, and we'll have even more wonderful stuff to talk about. Well, you obviously qu- think quick on your feet, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I have to. You never know what's going to happen on the when you're live, particularly on radio or on the red carpet or any of that other nonsense. So I will hopefully talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Emily. Have a good weekend. You too. For those of you who are tuning in and you are wondering, what are we talking about with All My Children, One Life to Live, returning to television, we've posted the link on our Twitter feed, at Soap Central and at Soap Central Live. All My Children, One Life to Live will begin airing on the OWN network. That's the Oprah Winfrey network. Beginning July 15th, there will be the first 40 episodes, which we're not quite there now in real time, but they're going to start at episode one, so people will be able to tune in and catch them up. I have no idea at this point in time if there will be additional repeats throughout the day, but the First airings will be at 1 p.m. for All My Children, Eastern and Pacific, and then 3 p.m. for One Life to Live, also Eastern and Pacific. You can get additional information. Just head over to SoapCentral.com. We have all of the details there if, for some reason, you can't follow along on Twitter. We're going to continue moving down the call board to take another friend to the show. We, In addition to loving our friends to the show, we also love our first-time callers. So before we take our next caller, if you're thinking about wanting to call in and sharing your thoughts about your favorite soaps, no matter what they are, you can give us a call at 866-472-5788, or as I mentioned, follow along at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live on Twitter. Let's take our call from 
our Massachusetts soap general hospital fan of all kinds of soaps. And we have Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome (laughs) welcome back to Soap Central Live. Did you get my Facebook message? I did. I did. And you are planning to send people to have tea with Heather Weber, which is definitely not uh, probably the nicest thing to do. Hey, give me a break to call you. <laughs> well, that is true. So perhaps you shouldn't question your your motives and, and your, what the things are that you do. But what we will question mm-hmm. is what is on your mind from the world of soaps. As I mentioned at the top of the show, there's any number of things that are going on. We've got people I being let go. When I found out Miss Winfrey is bringing AMC and OLC back to TV. So why did you freak? Is that exactly. a good thing? Oh, my God. Coming back to TV. I don't have to. I love it on Hula, but 95% of the time, I'm like not the brightest bulb in the package right now. Okay. My computer dies out right in the middle of it. Okay. I can plug it in, so it's like I'm glad it's coming back on TV. Okay. So yeah, I... and I'm glad the hours are showing it. One o'clock for all my children, and um, three o'clock for one night to live, so we can get that break right in the middle of Watch GH. You know, I am wondering, and I haven't looked at the programming schedule for OWN. I'm kind of curious why they didn't show uh, choose to air them back to back since I they think are the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Uh, mm. I don't know exactly what it is, or if they're perhaps they're going to be airing a full hour. Maybe they'll air the episode of All My Children from one Ooh. to one thirty and repeat it. I don't know. This is all I just. I don't know me either. Me. That's a good thought, though. It's a hypothetical. It, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, well, they but, have their own soap opera now. I've never seen an um, episode of it. Um, it's called The Have and Have Nots. It is. It's a Tyler Perry production. Yeah. Which, also features Tika Sumter, who was on yep. One Life to Live. One There's Life a lot live, of yeah. sexiness I'm hearing going on on that show. So the Oprah seems to be embracing the scripted television because you have to remember that a lot of what she had in the past, and even up until now what she has, is a lot of reality television. And I think that while people were tuning in and they're watching it and it's cheap to produce and you can certainly uh, not have to worry about breaking your budget – it does right. sort of, to a certain extent, go against what I think Oprah maybe had in terms of uh, the vision for mm-hmm. it. I don't know that she necessarily wanted to have a lot of reality, but then again, I don't know that she ever expected to have episodes of All My Children and One Life to live on her network either. Exactly. And I, you know, when I read that, it said it's just a summer fling for so many weeks. But I have a funny feeling, and this is just me looking through my crystal ball right now, um, that her ratings will go up with those two shows, and I bet you she'll sign a contract with um, Tolan or whomever, or Prospect Park. I, I'm, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. You, well, I'm saying uh, it's I, like, I've read, it's only going to be for us, it's called A Summer Flame with One Life yes. to Live and All My Children on her network. Yes. yes. Right? But I guarantee you, with all the diehard soap fans and One Life to Live and All My Children fans, after the... 14 weeks or whatever she wants air for, that Prospect Park will look at the ratings and she'll look at her own ratings and be like, oh my God, I'm getting more ratings than usual and probably right. sign a contract with them. That's definitely true. This is, as, uh, as you mentioned, this is a 10-week summer fling is what mm-hmm. they're calling it, Bonnie. Uh, you know, they're going to be airing the first 40 episodes, as we mentioned, of both All My Children and One Life to Live. Mm-hmm. They're going to 
air Monday through Thursday in the time slots that we mentioned, 1 o'clock for All My Children and 3 o'clock for... You know what I just realized? They're probably going to put in more commercials. Maybe that's the reason. They're probably going to be a full hour. Oh, make the whole hour thing. Yeah, completely. It just zipped off on me that there Mm -hmm. are no commercials. So that's probably... It'll probably take up the full hour, which makes perfect sense. Then you'll have General Hospital Hospital airing on ABC at 2, and then people can flip back over to One Life to Live at 3 on Oprah's Network. But this is... It's very key. While people are excited about this, Bonnie, they do have to remember that if they want this to continue past the 10-week sort of trial run, mm-hmm. people, do need, people do need to tune in because that's the only way that we'll get another 10 weeks or 10 years or whatever, whatever. Yeah, out exactly. of these shows. So, now I got a question. If Oprah's going to run it, does that mean it's going to be off of Hula? No, it'll still be on Hulu. It'll still be there. It will. It'll, it, it will just be because, keep in mind, they're going to be starting from episode one. So on July 15th, Mm-hmm. The show that airs on OWN will be episode one of All My Children and uh, One Life to Live. But they'll be airing Monday, Wednesday, or Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So mm-hmm. there'll be four shows a week for 10 weeks. That's your 40 episodes. But they're going to continue to air on Hulu and uh, available through iTunes on the downloads uh, right now. So right. we'll be at episode maybe 36 or so mm-hmm. coming up in real time. So they'll still be there. There won't actually be any overlap. I don't know moving forward when they catch up what would happen. You know, if this exactly. is a big ratings, if this is a big reading, ratings bonanza, Bonnie, who's mm-hmm. to say that they couldn't go back to four episodes a week and have them airing just on own? But again, it comes down to. People need to tune in. Certainly, exactly. if you. That's why I'm pushing that. It's it's going to be something that's really interesting. I I don't know how this is going to play out. This is all brand new, uh, sort of a, a domain between mm-hmm. trying to get people to watch online and for people who maybe uh, haven't been watching online or like, eh, I don't want to have to watch 30 episodes to get caught up. They can watch on on own now oh. and get caught up that way and watch there. So there's a lot of possibilities, and I think that it's very smart. I, I still think, even though Oprah is a businesswoman, she very easily, in my mind, she could have said, you know what, I don't want to look sort of uh, hypocritical by saying that I couldn't save these soaps, so even though they may make a lot of money, you know, screw it, I don't want them because I don't want to, I want to save face. She's right. a smart businesswoman, and she realized that, as you said, this could bring more people to her, her network. So I don't think that anybody who has a a grudge or who's still harboring some sort of resentment to Oprah should, you know, be upset about this. I think it's it's a good thing. Right. And it's going to be funny, though, for my sake. I'm a huge Roger Hayworth fan, and it's like seeing a 2 o'clock him playing Todd and, uh, I, I'm sorry, 2 o'clock him playing um, Franco. Franco and at 3 o'clock seeing Todd Meany again. It's something else. Uh, I want to make sure, Bonnie, that we get to everyone else. So okay, let me ask you. Okay, have a great so, weekend. I got to go to uh, Kelly's anyway to pick up my people. <laughs> well, you go pick up your people. Make sure they have extra tea, and it's hopefully T and BLTs with Heather Weber. T and BLTs with Heather Weber. It sounds like a fan club event for General Hospital. I'm going to thank you so much, Bonnie, for calling in. <laughs> thank you. Have a good weekend, Dan. You too. As I mentioned, we are taking your calls all hour. We are going to be taking a call from Ricky in a second. But first, if you want to be part of the show, you can call in to 866-472-5788. Or you can scroll along with us on the Twitter. I'm looking over here to see what people are saying right now before we take our call. We've got 
Uh, a lot of people who are weighing in on the Kelly Sullivan issue. They're weighing in, of course, on the All My Children and One Life to Live. Uh, I don't know what our next caller wants to talk about, except that I know that there's some All My Children, One Life to Live news, as well as The Young and the Restless with Michelle Stafford. So let's just get to the phone line to find out what Ricky has to say. Ricky from L.A., welcome to Soap Central Live. Ricky, we're going to need you to turn off the sound on your computer because we're getting feedback. You can listen through your phone. So when you've got that taken care of, let us know. We're better? All right, great. So... I know that you have a whole lot to say. Let's start off with your first topic, All My Children, One Life to Live, coming back to television. Well, what are your thoughts? Well, it's, you know, it's refreshing that your callers so far have been very supportive of Oprah Winfrey, because I don't know if you've checked out the comments on other <laughs> soap opera boards, but these people are brutal. <laughs> well, let me ask you then, Ricky. I, I mentioned, of course, the video that she made where she said that she could not be the one to save an institution who for all intent and purpose indicates that its time has come. You know, that's it's a big deal. I would think she like I was saying to Bonnie, she could have easily said, I don't want to look as though I didn't know what I was talking about. You know, send them to home and garden TV or or wherever. Yeah, It's, it's it's. it's sort of a big move for her to admit that she was wrong in a way, isn't it? Or am I just reading too much into this? No, I think it is. I mean, I really, I think at that time, like it, like you said, Oprah is a businesswoman. I'm not sure if I would have assumed the production of two soap operas, because they are expensive to produce at the time. And at that time, her network was very new. It was fledgling. And up until recently, it was bleeding a lot of money. So I think it's beginning to turn around now, and maybe now she can financially do this. And, you know, she's brought on, you know, Tyler Perry. I don't know. Have you seen the haves and the have-nots? I watched the first episode. For me, it reminded me of, of a lot of Tyler Perry projects. I, you know, I would tune into a lot of shows to support our, our soap vets, so people who yeah, have brought us... I think Eva Tamargo is also in there. Is that- as Correct, well as Tika Sumter, and I think Gavin Houston, um, who was on Guiding Light, and Peter Perros has a role to... I mean, there's several familiar faces. I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, you know, I don't like all of Tyler Perry's stuff. I think sometimes <laughs> it, it sort of gets redundant, because you're asked, a lot of his projects you're asked to invest in seriousness of a storyline, and... You know, and the next thing he's coming out is Medea. So it, it's like the tone in a lot of his projects aren't consistent. And it's hard to switch that on and off. You, you know what I'm saying? No, um, I, I definitely do. But it, the thing that you mentioned, though, is there's a lot of synergy here. I know that you know Tyler Perry is always looking for ways to expand his empire. He's great friends with Oprah, so that makes sense. But I also have to think that for Prospect Park... I'm sure there's money involved and, you know, we'll never know the details. But for me, just as a hypothetical, this is really a win-win situation for both of them. I think Prospect so Park needs a way to get more people to watch the shows. So even if they didn't have a licensing fee, I'm sure they do, uh, you know, they would say, hey, this expands our empire. Maybe more people will watch on Hulu. Oprah needs people. So she says, hey, I want your shows because I know people are going to tune in. So this is really, I don't, this is a win-win situation for both of them, but... Still, people are, are, are trashing I know. Oprah. I think perhaps her statement that the genre was dead, uh, you know, a year yeah. and a half ago, 
you know, I don't know, but I myself, I'll be honest, I didn't know where it was headed. You know, within the last couple of years, you lost Asa Wilderns, God in Life, mm-hmm. One Life to Live, All My Children. You know, who who knew? I mean, I really didn't know where it was heaven, where it was headed, whether it was rebounding or, you know. So I, I think at that time she said what probably a lot of people were thinking. I totally agree with you. I think that even for me, I wasn't exactly sure. You know, there were there were reports that General Hospital was next on the chopping block at that time and that we would be down to three shows and who knew that Days of Our Lives would be renewed. I, I think that, you know, perhaps as they sort of parried it on One Life to Live with the Fraternity Row, a simple no thank you would have sufficed. She could have definitely maybe come across uh, differently but there is also the other side of I know that soap fans were absolutely relentless setting up uh, you know spam bots and, and things like that to flood her with messages about saving the show so perhaps she was just a little a little miffed at the time maybe she was annoyed that her servers were being crashed uh, it, it's always the thing that I worry about when people have a campaign is that it's one thing to express your affection for the shows and want them to return. It's another thing to create a hundred different accounts to say, bring the shows back, bring the shows back. Then you're sort of artificially inflating your numbers and it, it leads to expectations where now it's no longer a hundred people that are tuning into the show. It's really just one person who had a lot of time on their hands to create some Gmail accounts. Yes, yes, yes. And the only other thing I wanted to mention is I, I've been watching, like I said, I only watch the soaps sporadically. Um, sometimes I'll T-build them. But I, just to see how they're going to write out Michelle Stafford. Um, but I think this whole incest storyline is just, it's classic Bill Bell. <laughs> I've been watching the soaps for years, and this was this happened back with on Days of Our Lives, Sister Marie and and Mark, who turned out to be her brother Tommy, and it was Laurie Brooks and Mark Henderson in the seventies, and Billy Abbott and Mackenzie, uh, you know, till they they revised history there. So, uh, but it's actually interesting because unlike Billy Abbott and Mackenzie, because I think both were mm-hmm. being played by recasts, I really haven't in, I hadn't invested in. Um, but I really think the actors who are now playing Summer and Kyle are are really quite good for younger actors, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm sort of invested in it. So we have a big story, though, with a a major performer, an Emmy winner who's been there, uh, I don't want to shortchange her, it's maybe 14 or 15 years, Michelle Stafford's leaving, you know, there are a lot of new faces on The Young and the Restless. Is Michelle Stafford leaving Y&R a, a big blow that the show will need some time to get past, or do you think that this will be just sort of like Y&R of old? It'll just keep on moving and carry on as though, you know, nothing's happened. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I think she's a very gifted actress, but I also remember uh, Sandra Nelson, who I, you know, who replaced her for mm-hmm. a couple of years, who I thought was actually quite good. Um, uh, so, you know, it's hard to say. They have a lot of people there. Uh, who can pick up the slack, but also, you, you know, you're dealing with the fact that, you know, Gene Cooper, unfortunately, is no longer with us. So I think mm-hmm. the timing of it is uh, unfortunate, but, you know, I've, I've seen Young and the Restless back from, you know, when they had recast practically all the Brooks sisters except Jamie Lombauer, and, you know, it, it, it can rebound, I think. It's... <laughs> 
I always go back and forth because I'm the first one to say that I don't watch any particular soap for one performer. You know, I like the the shows as a whole. Really? So I'm not now some see, I will just really? interrupt. I think what attracted me to soap operas was a performer. I mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily loyal to a show so much as I was a particular performer. Um so if they moved on, I remember, you know, this is before your time, <laughs> I remember uh, Jacqueline Courtney, when, when she was fired from Another World, I switched to One Life to Live. I think certain performers sort of command that loyalty. Robin Strasser the same way. I, you know, I watched her on, on All My Passions? Children. Did you go to Passions when she went to Passions, though? I did. But, but you really? know, I sort of like Passions, because I know that's strange to say, no, 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 not judging. <laughs> <laughs> not judging at all. The only thing that bothered me about it was, was I think, you know, within that first few months, uh, you know, there's a certain redundancy of dialogue you sort of expect to sort of catch people up who are just tuning in. But this went on through the entire series. It's like, okay, we get it. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of the stuff was very original. It was very different. Um, but I did, I did watch her on Passions, you know, and I, I watched her when she had um, finally returned to daytime. This was, what, 76, when she became uh, Ann Martin's obstetrician on All My Children. I, I watched that. And, of course, you know, when she switched over to One Life to Live, although I really did enjoy the previous two Dorians. But, you know, I, I think certain performers, I find myself following from soap to soap. Oh, I'll follow. I don't know that I entirely give up, and perhaps I'm somewhat hypocritical since I ended up watching soaps for one particular person, although in fairness it was someone I went to school with. Who was I uh, wanted to see how she did. But, you know, I, I've <laughs> been skeptical when there have been certain recasts on a lot of shows. I thought, uh-oh, this person has really big shoes to fill, uh, particularly uh, Alicia Minshew taking over for Sarah Michelle Gellar and all my children, thinking, uh-oh, this may not work. Yeah, uh, that also because you don't been, know. Yeah, there had been a gap between the two candles. So. Even still, I think that sometimes people are, are afraid to, or, or they compare, particularly if someone moves on to other projects. So, I mean, I, I admit that I've maybe started watching for a particular performer, but I don't know that I've ever said that I would stop watching because a, a character left or was written out or there was a, a couple that broke up. Usually for me, there's more than one thing that I'm watching for. Uh, I, I don't know that there, I'm trying to think if there's anything outside of daytime that I specifically tune in for one person. To me, it's sort of like the, the people who watch, say, like an American Idol or any other's reality competitions and they watch for one performer and when that performer's voted off, they just say, you know, throw their hands in the air and say, that's it, I'm done, I'm leaving, uh, I'm not going to watch this particular show anymore. That, to me, seems uh, like a foreign concept, since I've already invested so much time. I don't want to just say, well, I'm not going to see how this plays out and how it ends. I, but that's me. I'm, I'm, I admit I'm, I'm slightly strange to begin with. Well, you know, I mean, it, it all depends, too. You know, sometimes when even a very likable lead performer leaves their show, it sometimes allows some of the other performers who've sort of been backburnered uh, Very true. to come forward. I remember, I think, one of my favorite periods of watching Guiding Light 
oddly enough, was when Kim Zimmer was off the canvas. Because all of a sudden you had, you know, Maeve Kincaid, Beverly McKenzie, Mm -hmm. Ellen Parker, who were now front and center. And it's like, okay, why were these, you know, sort of regulated to, to the background while she was around? You know, so you sort of get that where where the others will sort of come into the forefront. No, that's very true. That's very true. I think on a lot of shows and even for for me, the characters that I really do enjoy and certainly the performers who play them, I may love them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to see them on every single day of the week. Oh, I exactly. really do. And they tend to do that, unfortunately. They yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't seem to it seems to be uh, sort of contrary to what you would want, you would think, okay, we get that they people want them and they're tuning in for them, but at some point in time, they may get sick of them, and then what do we do? We're sort of screwed. And when those, as you're mentioning, the sort of so-called second fiddles to maybe headline stars, when they come out, people always seem to be, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing. We got to see so-and-so today. Yeah, and exactly. that seems to be when people really start to to generate. And I've just looked, speaking of, of talking and generating, I've realized that we've gone past our commercial time, but I'm going to let you keep going uh, at least for a couple of bits. Other than the All My Children and the Young, the Restless News, is there anything else in the world of soaps that you wanted to weigh in on? I'll give you a couple of moments if you do. <laughs> oh, nothing. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I hit three of the categories for the daytime Emmys. Did not watch the telecast. It, you know, within the last few years, they've been bad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. And I certainly think the ceremony does not do justice to, to the hardworking people who are out there. Um, you know, sort of cartoony. The three hosts I'd never heard of before. It's like, who are these people? Um, <laughs> did you hear though? I got nine out of ten right on the Emmy pool. So. Oh, did you? Did you? <laughs> did, you know the so one who threw complain. me. The one that threw threw me was Heather Tom, um, because I really thought, uh, you know, for an actress, and I, and I think I don't know if she gets heat for this. Peggy McKay, um, you know, I I don't think she's necessarily a lead actress, but. You know, you have to remember this is a woman who was in the genesis of daytime television. She was a lead character on one of the first successful soap operas, Love of Life, Um, and she's still around. You know, we mourn Jean Cooper, Jacqueline Courtney, all those who've gone, and, and sometimes we fail to realize, wow, we still have a lot of history right here. But aside from that, I thought, her or her real performance was very good. I and this is why I say I watched the reels. And this isn't to sort of pat myself on the back and say that uh, you know who I got them all right. This is more to say that for the people out there who are saying people are watching these and they're just randomly picking names out of a hat. I watched these as objectively as I could, and I did pick the people who won. So it isn't just some random who yeah. won. Uh, I I agree with them this year. I completely, the ones that I picked to win are the ones that won. So I can see, to me, why these people won. We are going to probably not win any awards for not paying the bills. So, Ricky, I want to thank you so much for Okay, Dan, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. We have to take a quick break, but I'm going to give that number to you guys one more time. We have a a couple of minutes for you guys to call in if you want to mention anything about the world of soaps. It's 866-472-5788-866-472-5788. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a minute. 
Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Oh, hello there. We're back with another edition of Soap Central Live. We are taking your calls all hour, 866-472-5788. We do have another caller on the line who wants to get through, but before that, I'm really surprised that looking at the queue, that nobody wanted to call in and talk about the General Hospital Kelly Sullivan, Connie Falconeri situation. If you're out there and you're wondering why we're not talking about it, it's because you haven't called in. So give us a call at 866-472-5788 because my Twitter feed is going cuckoo for all the people who are wanting to talk about that and also on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash soap central a lot of people are, are having uh, a lot of things to say about that we have uh, Brandis Satchwell who said that Kelly Sullivan is Connie slash Kate so there are a lot of people who are surprised that Kelly Sullivan will no longer be on the show starting in I would say August, I think, is when she said she will be last reporting to work. I don't know if that's her last report work or if that's her last air date. We'll work on that. We'll report that on SoapCentral.com. But we're going back to the phone lines. We still have Kimberly from New York who wants to talk, I believe, about the young and the restless. Kimberly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello, Dan. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, – it's cloudy and wet and stormy here. If it weren't for that – I would probably be doing a lot better. I don't know what the, the weather's like there in New York, Same. but it has been nonstop rain. Same here. Um, I actually wanted to praise Y&R for one of the storylines they're doing. It's with Billy and gambling. You know, gambling is such a serious problem that a lot of people have, and very few people address it. So I think it's important to show that, uh, you know, that people can lose everything because of that disease but i also you know as 
as invested as I am in the storyline and the whole Billy and Victoria thing, I could just smack the snot out of Victoria because she's not being supportive of her husband. She knows he has a problem, and he does want to get help. I mean, most people don't get help when they know that there's a problem, and the fact that she just kicked him out of the house, like, you know, what's wrong with her? She should be understanding that he's trying, that he really cannot help it because he has a serious problem whereas kevin and chloe on the other hand kevin is stealing and he doesn't care he thinks it's interesting that that you mentioned knocking the snot out of someone normally i would have made a joke about you know well we'll have to get a kleenex or something just a, a random aside this has absolutely nothing to do with the show but it was in one of my magazines so i'm passing it along Kleenex okay. is taking an ad campaign out to say that anytime someone says, you know, here, get a Kleenex, uh, I need a Kleenex, that that is diminishing their brand name. They're saying that calling any tissue a Kleenex is wrong, that when you're referring to Kleenex, it should be referred to as a Kleenex brand tissue. This is not a commercial. This is just something that popped into my head. It's very <laughs> random. I'm very random. That's what happens here. But I want to go back to the gambling addiction problem. As I'm sure folks have uh, followed along on Twitter, they'll know that Richard Sims of Soaps in Depth and I uh, hung out on one occasion or so at the Atlantic City casinos and blah, blah, blah. But the question I have about... The question I have about the gambling storyline is, Kimberly, I know that you've probably seen more than your fair share of addiction storylines on soaps. I'm curious, since you said that this is really, truthfully, a, a very serious issue that people may not think about, how does the way that Y&R, uh, how is it that they're addressing the gambling storyline that may be different from some of the other sort of addiction storylines, particularly drinking and, and drug addiction, which I know that we've seen on The Young and the Restless as well? Well, um, I'm not sure I I know how to define that um a lot of times they drag it out for so long like it'll go literally almost a year with someone lying and covering up and telling secrets and billy fessed up quite quickly when he was put on the spot he goes you know i'm gambling and i need your help in this and the fact that she just said get out of the house just is not right when you're married to somebody you're supposed to support them but it is I true. Think it, you know, it, it's, I, the way it's they're telling it, I think, situation. is really, really good, and that they're not stretching it out for months on end. But I, I have to ask, though, when there's a difference to me, at least on soaps, between stretching the storyline out and having it play realistically over time. For me, a lot of the storylines, uh, I'm thinking One Life to Live comes to mind with uh, the Jessica is who's her father type of storyline. Part of the things that really weigh heavily or General Hospital with Kimberly McCullough is when you have storylines that involve characters that we've seen for long periods of time so that we have an emotional investment. If on The Young and the Restless, if Billy were to go one day from uh, you know, scra- playing one of those little scratch-off lottery tickets and winning a dollar to the next day losing his house and his you know, jewels and everything like that, that would have been classified as being completely unrealistic in the terms of, of the way that things progress. So where do you define that balance between having something stretched on or having it be more, real- more realistic because it is playing out in a, what would be seen as a more realistic period of time? 
Well, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't really uh, describe how I want to word it. I just think, like, for example, what's going on with Summer and Kyle? I mean, they're stretching that out. Uh, that's not going to be wise. They need to just, you know, get it out there so that nothing happens with her and her brother and leave it at that. And they're not doing that. They're coming up with elaborate, stupid schemes and keeping everybody in the dark. That's going to hurt people. And that's what I like with the gambling story. They're not expanding on it. They're saying this is the problem and leaving it at that. Because the one thing I find with a lot of stories is they drag on forever. And that, to me, is so boring. You're like, just get on with it already. What is, to you, what is the storyline in soap history of whatever soap it is that you watch that you think was the longest drawn-out storyline in the history of the universe? Um, I realize that you weren't expecting that question, but it, it popped up and based on what you were yeah, saying. So. Um, I think on General Hospital, it had to be the whole... Uh, Todd and Heather switching Sam's baby, and it took a year for them to figure that out, and it was all this back-and-forth stuff. I'm like, that's too long to have a child be away from its mother. I mean, I was getting really annoyed with that. I'm like, just get on with it. You know, let Sam have her baby. No, I'm I'm, I'm thinking. That's, it's an interesting. That wasn't necessarily the response that I thought you know, most people, when they talk about stretched out storylines, they would think of, of things that are, oh, my gosh, it's, it's going on, it's on. And for you, it wasn't necessarily so much the storyline itself. It was an aspect of it where a child was being kept away from his mother. So that's, yeah. that's an, interesting, an interesting take on that. Uh, I'm Looking at the time, I know that we're almost wrapping up here, Kimberly. So I want to give you another chance. If there's any other soap-related topic, uh, I can give you maybe two minutes and we can talk about it right now. Otherwise, I can send you on your way to start your weekend. Um, well, I want to also say I commend Chloe for kicking Kevin's butt out. Because like <laughs> I said before, he thinks that stealing is, he just thinks it's funny. He doesn't take it seriously. And, you know, good for her for having the integrity to say enough is enough. Because she has a kid that needs to have a decent, honest role model. And if it's not Kevin, then... You know, adios. So yeah, you I'm, never I'm trust really them. happy with those storylines, and I'm not happy with what Chelsea's doing. She needs to come clean with Dylan. Uh-oh. Well, you can it. never trust the man who dresses up like a chipmunk. Uh, I've learned that <laughs> not just on the soaps, but also in real life. I have no idea what that means. But Kimberly, okay. I want to thank you so much for calling in today. Sure. All right, everybody. We are closing in on the end of this week's show, uh, I don't know that we're going to have any time to take any other callers because I don't want to have to cut anybody short. So you luck out and you get to hear me ramble for at least a couple of minutes. And I'm only rambling because we've got some really great, wonderful guests lined up for the weeks ahead. We were supposed to have all my children's newest Colby Brooke, Brooke Newton on today's show, but something came up, nothing bad, a good thing, in fact, that would not allow her to be here today. We're trying to reschedule to have her come back, hopefully, on next week's show. But if that weren't enough of a teaser, because let me tell you, after that infamous, uh, I don't know what we'll call it without getting bleep, but after the infamous scene with Petey and Colby in bed, 
There's a whole lot to talk about, and I'm not entirely sure how they're going to get away with airing that on the Oprah Winfrey Network. We'll probably let you think about that as we go on to our, our weekend. But some of the other people that we have coming up are former Bianca, a friend to the show, probably one of the classiest people I've met in terms of uh, being committed to doing this show. Christina Bennett Lind will be here to talk about a new project that she has. We will do a, a mini Bianca Palooza of sorts, since she's no longer playing Bianca on All My Children. There may also be, word on the street, there may also be a reunion between her and a former co-star who is no longer a part of All My Children. We will have a perhaps a, a moment of silence. Don't want to give anything away. You probably already figured it out. That was probably way too much information to share. We also are working on getting some of your favorite stars from The Young and the Restless, one of whom we've talked about on the show so far today, and some others that we're working on. Don't want to jinx anything and certainly don't want to get anybody uh, too excited just yet. And if there is anyone that you'd like to hear on Soap Central Live, please don't think that we haven't invited them. We have extended invitations to a number of folks who are our daytime favorites. Sometimes, as we are finding out, though, the PR people don't necessarily pass along the information. So please don't think that if we are not talking about your favorite soap or your favorite star has not been here on the show, that it's not for us uh, not reaching out or not wanting them here. Nothing could be further from the case uh, or from the truth. So if there's anyone that you'd like to hear, certainly email us at radio at soapcentral.com. You can tweet us at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live. Tweet your favorite star if they're on Twitter. Let them know that you want to hear them here on Soap Central Live. And we will do our best to make that a reality because we love anything and everything soap. We don't play favorites here. We'd like to celebrate our love of soap. We'd like to let you get to know these folks who are bringing us so much enjoyment day in and day out and usually are underappreciated by the industry as a whole. So we try to make good on that. I do want to thank everybody who called in to share their thoughts with me this week, to everybody who is continuing to call our feedback line when we're not on the air, to those of you who share your thoughts on Facebook or on Twitter or follow me for whatever reason at Dan J. Kroll to see what sort of craziness goes into my life at 2 in the morning when I'm eating cupcakes and should be asleeping. If for some reason you weren't able to get into today's show but you've always wanted to be a part of the show, don't worry because we have more of these call-in shows scheduled for the future. If you want them to continue, you have to continue to support us and call in because if you don't call in, it's, again, just me here doing finger puppets. And it's probably not the most exciting hour that we could have on radio. Again, a special thank you to everybody. If you've missed any part of today's show, you can listen to it again in our archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you can listen to any show that we've put together. It's all entirely free. SoapCentral.com slash radio. Check it out. You can find more of your favorite stars and interviews there. In the meantime, we're going to be working on next week's show. So join us next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.